Day two of the MLB draft. Rounds, what, three through ten? Uh, the Tigers didn't have a third-round pick, but they had picks in every other round. So we're going to go over all of the Tigers draft picks from day two of the MLB draft today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Tuesday, July 19th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, including YouTube, by the way. Bang, bang. Uh, okay, so the second day of the MLB draft was on Monday. That's all we're going to talk about. We talked about the the Torkelson thing yesterday. We talked about the first two picks, the first two rounds of the MLB draft yesterday. Uh, we talked about recapping the games from the weekend, which were not very fun yesterday. We did all that in a jam-packed episode yesterday. So today, we will just do MLB draft because there's really nothing else in the Tigers organization to talk about at the moment. That is the biggest news story within the org. So there you go. We did not have a third-round pick because of the signing of Eduardo Rodriguez. So we we if we didn't sign Erod and we didn't trade Isak Paredes for Austin Meadows, then this team would have had a first round compensation pick. And that would have been in between the first round and the second round. And they would have had a third round pick like most teams just normally do. But because of the type of free agent that Erod was, we lost our third and then we traded away our compensation pick for Austin Meadows, uh, pairing it with Isak, as I said. Uh, so Tigers just had a, a first, they had every round except for the third, and they had no compensatory picks. So there you go. So no third. Uh, so starting off with the fourth round. Okay. I, I guess I don't, I'm trying to think it feels weird. Just like not talking about a baseball game at all. And, and I'm, I'm keep thinking like, oh, there's something else I want to talk about. There's something else I want to bring up, and, and there just isn't. Like, this is the show. The show is – and it, it's and it's awesome. I, I I love draft season. I love breaking down and uh, and, and looking at prospects. So, it, it's fun. It's just not normal for me to not talk about a baseball game in the middle of the summer, right? Like, that's, that's what I've been doing for over a year now. So, uh, okay, let's just get right into it. The fourth round, our first pick of day two. Uh, shout out to the MLB, by the way. Cranked through this this draft i mean got got what eight rounds done three through ten through ten so eight rounds done in like three hours it, it was it was they were i mean just clipping clipping along um assuming tomorrow today as you're listening to this will be at rounds 11 through 20 those will be the same thing uh we'll talk about some all-star festivities and stuff i'm okay let's just talk about the draft dang it uh first pick of the day for the tigers in day two was Troy Melton from San Diego State. Uh, he was taken in the fourth, obviously. He's got a really solid fastball. Um, he has some sinker action as well, which seems to be a theme not only within the Tigers, but in a, a lot of organizations seem to be really enjoying the sinker a lot more and more. Um, so it's it's 
It's I, I like it. I like the pick. It's not a flashy, you know, he, he doesn't throw a hundred. His strikeout rate was not unbelievably high. Um, definitely ERA was very low sub two five. I think it was just a hair over two actually. So really, really solid season. And then clearly was a fourth round pick, um, has some, some swing and miss stuff he's got to work on, which is something that this organization as a whole needs to not needs to, that's probably too dramatic, but, um, it is something that the organization as a whole is trying to work on with a lot of different pitchers. So he'll fit right in in that regard, but is definitely really good at weak contact. Doesn't have poor strikeout numbers either. He's a fourth round pick, you know? Um, so yeah, Troy Melton from San Diego state, uh, has a, a, some decent breaking stuff as well. Like I said, I think they really liked the sinker. I think that that's one of the reasons they went, uh, with him there. And, and like I said, some heat that can get into the upper mid nineties. I think he tops off at around 97 with his four seam. So potential, I guess, if he really just turns the sinker into a crazy movement pitch or something like that. Uh, there's always some potential for bullpen with all of these guys. You're going to hear me say that a lot in this episode is, oh, bullpen potential. Because out of out of the draft period, all of these dudes have have some, some bullpen potential. All these pitchers have some bullpen potential. Um, Alex Lang was – like, they're all failed starters, right? That's what Andrew Chafin has the T-shirt. So um, – Definitely a, a fun, nice pick. Dude is a, a pitcher, not a thrower. Knows how to pitch. Really, really good at it, too. Um, so it'll be fun to see him develop and, and see if he can get more of a, a swing and miss pitch. He wasn't even a, a full-time pitcher until his senior year of high school. He was actually a catcher, which I love pitchers that used to be catchers because I, I believe that that kind of helps them understand what they're throwing and, and pitch sequencing and such. So I, I really like that means the the arm is relatively young still because he hasn't been pitching, you know, nine innings since he was 12 or whatever. Um, I, I really like it. it. has taken huge strides, huge strides. If you would have said that this dude would be drafted in the first five rounds, you know, uh, even a year and a half ago, you probably would have gotten laughed at. He has taken massive, massive strides and had a phenomenal draft season. So congratulations to Troy Melton, and that is your Tigers' fourth-round pick. Um, I do want to quickly, we'll, we'll get into the, the Tigers for sure. That's going to be the whole episode. I want to talk Brock Porter, though. Brock Porter was a projected like top 15 pick in this draft. Fell all the way to the fourth round. Goes to the Texas Rangers. Why are we talking about Brock Porter? If you're not big in the high school baseball scene, Brock Porter is comfortably the biggest and, and best prospect out of the state of Michigan. Collegiate athletes included into that he was the highest uh ranked athlete from either a michigan school or a, a michigan high school uh by a landslide he is a pitcher that can touch 99 miles an hour at 18 years old uh one gatorade player of the year uh state of michigan i, I mean he is just phenomenal and has an unbelievable arm and is an unbelievable talent went to saint or went to saint mary's high school in the Metro Detroit area, um, he falls all the way to round four. Now, the interesting thing about that is slot money. That's pretty much why it happened, right? The baseball draft is super fascinating. We're not going to go all into the ins and outs of slot money and how it works and everything, because that's a very, very long and pretty complicated conversation. But at the end of the day, teams have a certain amount of money that they can spend without getting taxed when you go into the draft. And Brock Porter, being that he is committed to Clemson, can kind of use that as leverage, right? And go, hey, 
you're going to have to pay me a little bit more than slot value because if you don't, I'll just go to Clemson and be a top five pick in, in two or three years, right? So once he fell out of the first round, all the teams were too afraid to draft him because it turned into we're going to have to offer him way over slot money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million plus over slot value to get him to come to play for organization because if he goes to Clemson, there's a real possibility that, that this dude is so good. Like he could, he could be a top five, top three pick uh, in two or three years out of Clemson. So uh, fell all the way to the fourth round. Texas took a swing on him because they went under slot on Kumar rocker at third overall um, and, and figured they'd use the money they saved at the top of the draft and try to throw it all at Brock later. And that's what they did. Well, obviously no report. This is the day I'm recording this right after day two ended. So haven't heard any updates about whether he's going to sign there or not. They're going to have to throw a lot of money at, at, at that dude to get him to, uh, to, to not go to Clemson at this point. I think you're going to have to go pretty hefty over slot, like way over slot uh, to get him to go there because he's such a good talent and could be a high first round pick. Uh, at the end of the day, but just an interesting thing. He's a local kid. He's a big name. He, he's as big of a name as as any of these kids in the Detroit area. So I thought even though this is locked on Tigers and he got drafted by the Rangers, I'd bring him up. Uh, we will get into the rest of the draft picks for the Detroit Tigers on day two. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools to let you choose the diamond's shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is truly one of a kind. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples find their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Make your moment sparkle with the jewelry from BlueNile.com, and going on right now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, it ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, so you can shop stress-free and find your forever peace at BlueNile.com today. All right, everybody. Let's get right back into it. Segment two here at Locked On Tigers. We are recapping day two of the MLB draft. Talking about who the Tigers took. Let's just get right back into it. So didn't have a third. Troy Melton, San Diego State, is the fourth rounder. Looking at the fifth round Luke Gold from Boston College, third baseman is what he was drafted as. Uh, But honestly, one of the question marks about him is where he fits in defensively. Um, Could get end up at second base. There's talks of first. Third base is obviously, like I said, what he was uh, drafted at. But talks about him playing pretty much all over the infield outside of short. Um, But at the end of the day, this is another dude just like Jace Young at the top of the draft that you draft because he hits that that is why you you, you draft him. And this is a trend we are going to see all throughout when we do a recap kind of at the end. We'll we'll talk about it more. But college hitters, definitely the theme 
of the Detroit Tigers draft. Did take some pitchers later, um, but certainly the, the theme of this draft is absolutely college bats. They want dudes that can come in, hit right away, and get fast-tracked to promotion if they start hitting because they're already, you know, 21, 22, 23 years old. So that's a reoccurring theme. Luke Gold, really, really solid hitter. Uh, another reoccurring theme that that Trevor Huth of, of Prospects Live pointed out um, is that all of these batting stances are very, like, quick sets. If you look at all these – Jace Young at the top has a crazy batting stance with his hands like Kevin Euclid and stuff. But everyone else <laughs> has has a really quick stance where it's just quick set, I should say. The, the, the stance is whatever, and they get set. There's no huge leg kicks in this class. There's no crazy like, like wind-ups or anything. It is, it is a lot of really quick sets and, and dudes that just can get to the ball quickly and produce. And that kind of – we took one massive power bat that we'll talk about later, but um, a, a lot of these dudes are probably doubles threats as they get more and more down the road. There was something on my mic, sorry. Uh, as they get f promoted more and more and go further along on uh, on the road to the majors. And um, it's also worth pointing out just really quickly before we go any further, like not all these dudes are, are going to make majority of these dudes are never going to play in, in the majors. Like this is nobody hits like 20 for 20. Nobody goes 15 for 15. Nobody goes 10 for 10. Like this is, you know what I mean? There, there, there's a lot. So we're, I'm talking about the profile and, we, and I'm going to say, Oh, I like this pick for probably everybody. But it's important to note that, like, if five dudes made the major leagues out of this draft, that would be like a, a, a pretty big uh, accomplishment in a draft class. Um, and we're coming off of a 2021 draft that was widely considered by national media and local media to be a really, really solid draft after the first round, I guess is what I'll say to that. Um, the, the Jackson Joe pick will forever be controversial. Uh, and we won't really know when, uh, until Jackson Job's career is, is is in full swing at the major league level, and, and Marcelo Mayer and, and and all those dudes. You know, only time will truly tell. And we can say, you know, I can't tweet anything without the first eight replies just being. I, I can literally tweet, I like ham sandwiches, and the first eight tweets are, well, that that's great, but fire Avila. Like, so we can we can talk about like the Joe pick and everything till we're blue in the face, but but. The fact of the matter is, Ty Madden had a really, really good year. People really, really like him. Uh, Dylan Smith out of Alabama, phenomenal pick that everybody loves. There's a lot of dudes in last year's draft uh, that that people really like. And so going into this year, went a lot of pitchers last year, a lot of spin rate pitchers too. This year was college bats, and Luke Gold is certainly part of that. Um, out of Boston College, I believe. Did I say that already? I think I did. So – Really, really solid hitter. And that, again, is just the theme. Quick sets, really solid hitter. Uh, might not be a big power guy, but certainly has doubles power. And if you were to make it to, to Comerica Park someday, the, you know, big gaps in Comerica Park. A lot, a lot of doubles alleys up there. Next pick in the sixth round, Danny Soretti out of UNC. This is a dude that that really balled out this last season and and went from a guy last year that people going into last season uh, were, were pretty high on and out of high school were pretty high on and then really kind of struggled hitting his first couple of years at UNC. He had an 820 OPS last season and then this year had an OPS over 1,000 at the shortstop position. He cut his strikeout rate from 20% to like 12.5%. He's a switch hitter. 
some scouts are kind of weird on his swing. There, there's some that like his swing and, and it's effective. And there's some that, you know, it takes him, uh, it, it has weird plane and, and everything, all the technicalities that, that make a good swing, which at the end of the day is pretty subjective. But uh, there, there are some scouts that don't like his swing very much. Uh, again, more questions about where he's going to land defensively. But again, it's a college bat that had an over a thousand OPS this last year that you got in the fifth, what sixth round actually. Um, I, I forgot that we're, we're we don't have a third, so I'm I'm around behind. Uh, Luke Gold, the fifth round pick. Danny Soretti, the sixth round pick. Um, I, I mean, he hits. He hits. He, he's got some power. Decent on base numbers. Um, all about where he's going to land defensively. A lot of people are saying second base, probably more likely. Has a solid arm, but it's it's the range in question. But again, like I said, at the end of the day, this organization pretty desperately needs hitting depth. If you look at the top 30 in the organization, if you look at just uh, all the teams and all the organization in the organization as a whole, desperately needs hitting depth. And we were top heavy with hitting and then those guys got promoted and and now it's a little shallow. Not weak, but shallow. So I I love this approach. I love for going for all these college hitters. I was a pretty big fan of our draft as a whole. In the seventh round, we took outfielder Seth Stevenson from Tennessee. Uh, if you watched a lick of college baseball this past year, you know that Tennessee was an absolute powerhouse in the regular season. Uh, one of the better regular season teams uh, that, that we've seen over the last couple of years did not get the job done in the College World Series, but really, really good roster. Seth Stevenson was an outfielder on this team. He's bounced around a little bit, has played some second, has played all three outfield positions at times in his uh, high school and or college career. Um, so, so bounced around a little bit there, but this is an athlete and, and he speed kills like this is if you're big on speedy guys, this Seth Stevenson is your pick in this draft. Another college bat um, and had a re- had good batting average, really good bat to ball skills. Um, but the, the biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest thing with him is going to be the speed that that is going to be the overwhelming uh, trait in this one. Some call it borderline like elite speed. His 60 yard dash, I believe, was like a 6-1 or something like that. 6-1-7. Crazy, crazy speed. 25 stolen bases this past season at Tennessee. Um, it, it, not not a slugger. I think I tweeted this out. Not a slugger, but a speedster, right? Like that, that's him. And, and he's got a really good arm in the outfield as well. So uh if he can just hit the ball into gaps, right? Just get it over second base and shortstops heads. Um, he, he's going to have, f- have a lot of fun on the base paths and he, with his speed can be very effective defensively in the outfield. And he has a really good arm. Like this is a, a guy that, that the traits play, right? The, the profile plays, um, and, and he's never going to be a, you know, 20 plus home run guy, but th- you're not drafting him to be that. So I, I, the profile is, is really fun, right? Like those those speedster guys that play good defense and can run the bases well, those are electric players. Um, and, and he was certainly very fun to watch at Tennessee this season. So that'll be a fun one to keep an eye on for. Seth Stevenson, your Tigers' seventh-round pick. We will get into the last, what, eight, nine, ten, three picks of the Detroit Tigers draft. Uh, well, of day two of the Tigers draft, rather. We got rounds 11 through 20 on Tuesday, but first I got to tell y'all about our friends over at built.com. The brownie chunk built bar 
is here and it's now been given the puffs treatment they sent all the hosts uh, a couple brownie puff chunk bars they are the greatest thing i've maybe ever tasted and it's fascinating because i i got like the box there was like eight of them in there just so we could try them and you know we knew we were selling and i i took them over to to like two of my best friends houses right and uh i took them over there and I was like, hey, like we, we got some more built bars. Let's try them. We, we dug in and, and they immediately ate them, loved them, and then hopped online and ordered more of their own. They are phenomenal. They have little chunks. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, as we know, but they have little chunks of like brownie chunk and like cookie dough chunk in it. It's, it's unbelievable. And the fact that it's good for you never fails to amaze me. So you really you have to you gotta go try these out uh and like i said the best part is they are really good for you You can enjoy them completely guilt-free they have great protein it's it's unbelievable built has truly done it again so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off of your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com All right, everybody, welcome back to our third and final segment here of Lockdown Tigers. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Real quickly, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting on July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us, baby. Okay, let's get into these last three picks, and then we'll just kind of do a recap. Uh, really quickly on day two and the draft as a whole and what we're going to look for tomorrow. Uh, in the eighth round, the Detroit Tigers take Jake Miller from Valparaiso. Valpo, baby. Um, so this is a really interesting one. First off, there is not much on this dude. Uh, this is not somebody that I was familiar with going into the night, which is in the first 10 rounds, like kind of, you know, there, there's something on, on everybody. And uh, there, there's not a whole lot on him. I will say his strikeout numbers are solid and he's got a pretty good fastball by most reports. The biggest thing with him is he did give up a lot of hard contact. He gave up a lot of homers uh, and, and his ERA was over five. And you kind of look at that and you're like, why are we taking a, a dude that has an ERA over five in the eighth round? But his strikeout stuff is really good. His strikeout numbers were, were really, really solid, uh, really good stuff. This is like a possible bullpen play right? You, you take guys that maybe when they're stretched out into being a starter, give up a lot of hard contact, you move them to the bullpen, tell them to only focus on an inning. He did have one relief appearance this year. It was three or four innings, but it was shutout ball. It was really solid. Um, so this is, this is a, a guy that I look at and I see, and I see bullpen. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, Lord knows the Detroit Tigers of all organizations, given our, our history of bullpen issues, uh, know how important a bullpen is to a competitive team. So uh, 11K per nine this year, definitely a project play. And I only really say that, not with a negative connotation, but just because he did give up so much hard contact um, that it's maybe about finding the balance of when to attack in the zone, when to get somebody to chase. You have the stuff to chase. You know, you don't don't be afraid to, to, to go after people, but also don't be afraid to throw a ball in the dirt and see if somebody will go after it. So, um, some command stuff to work on as well. Decent fastball, low mid nineties at times. Um, I circle it as possible bullpen future, but Jake Miller out of Valpo, the Tigers eighth round pick. Uh, okay. Ninth, 10th recap. 
All right. Ninth round pick is one of my favorite picks in the draft. Andrew Jenkins from Georgia Tech is the ninth rounder. So I watched Andrew Jenkins a lot this year uh, because I watched Parada, uh, the Georgia Tech catcher, who was a first round pick and was mocked to be top 10, even like top six or seven in this draft at one point, fell a little bit on draft night to the Mets. Uh, but he Parada is, is a guy that I love and I, I love all catchers. That's just like that. I've made that pretty obvious. Um, I, I was a catcher my whole life. I, I just, I love catching and I, and I love catchers. So anytime a catcher is projected to go like high in the first round, I'm going to watch a lot of you. And so in, I, I even caught a game at Georgia tech stadium, uh, went down to, uh, to Atlanta and, and caught a game and, uh, Parada was fun, but Andrew Jenkins is is a guy that was really fun to watch. And and again, where is he going to land on defense? We drafted him as a first baseman. Um, this is a dude that has caught before in his life. He has played outfield before in his life. Uh, there are some scouts that think he think he plays as a first baseman. But at the end of the day, he had a one thousand one hundred nineteen OPS. And that is why you drafted him in the ninth round of the MLB draft. Why did he slip this far with an 11 over an 1100 OPS? Two reasons. One, first basemen are the, I don't even want to say disrespected, but nobody values first baseman these days. You, you can get a, a first baseman that has like a 2000 OPS in like the 12th round. Seriously, it, it, it's remarkable. So uh, that that's obviously an exaggeration. Don't be weird but you can get really good hitters that play first base late in the draft because people just don't value them anymore um and so that's kind of what we did here the other thing is he is aggressive as heck he is not going to get cheated and that leads him to have some pretty high strikeout numbers uh they talked a lot about sliders low and away being kind of a weakness we are very used to that uh thanks to some players on the major league team. Um, so that'll be something that, that developmentally he will have to work on and he will have to grow on. Um, but at the end of the day, this dude rakes has a, a lot of home runs, a lot of power, had a batting average in the high 300. He had like a 380 batting average. He had a hundred hits in 60 games like that with great power. I'll take it. He's not going to walk a lot. Um, and, and he's going to rack up some strikeouts, but, if the bat plays and, and continues to grow, another college bat, right? If it continues to grow, it, you know, that's going to be something that we're going to be willing to look over. And in the ninth round, you're talking about the ninth round of the MLB draft. It's worth the risk. Like, you know, which is probably something we'll say about every single person taken. After the, like, the, the second or third round, you're, you're getting in a territory where you're just taking, taking risks and taking projects. And I, I like a risk with an OPS over 1,100 uh, at a pretty big school. Final pick of the day, Tevin Michael out of Oklahoma was the Tigers' 10th round pick. Um, this is a, a really fun one as well. This is a reliever out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma had a, a pretty solid seal. That's pretty solid season. Wow. Um, th that's one of the, the bigger schools in the baseball world, right? And he was one of their highest leverage relievers this season. He's 24, which kind of raised some eyebrows. He was a grad transfer. He only played one year at Oklahoma, and it was this season. Um, came from a much smaller school before that. But 
this is a, a a really fun dude that uh, has a fastball that can get up into the mid, even upper 90s, has some good movement as well, has a really nice slider that that, that has some good velocity on it. Um curveball i believe trevor hooth said he's got a he's got a pretty decent change up too like this is uh this, this is a dude that has an arsenal has a solid fastball and is a pure reliever now you can always try and stretch somebody out um but i i think long term he probably stays a reliever and with a 12 strikeout per nine just under 12k per nine uh he had almost 100 strikeouts this season, which out of a reliever, you know, when you play, you're playing 50, 60 games is nuts. So really, really cool stuff. The reason that he went this late is again, obviously he's a one inning reliever. Those dudes outside of that dude from Tennessee that throws like one Oh five that went to the angels outside of that, you don't see relievers really go very high um, because most relievers can kind of just be failed starters, but this is a fun pick. I I really like these kind of niche picks of, of like this dude can strike people out and uh, was a high-leverage reliever for a really big school. I really like it a lot. He's got a good arsenal. Really fun story. Uh, had some home run troubles as well. Uh, ha- had some hard-hit troubles as well. But again, for a 10th-round pick, given the stuff that we know he has and that we've seen him have, I-, I-, I really like it. I'm a big fan. So there is your day two of the Tigers MLB draft. Um, again, if, if, if five of these dudes hit, it's a success. So I say, oh, I like this pick for pretty much everybody or, oh, this is a fun pick for pretty much everybody. Uh, that doesn't mean that I think everybody on here is going to be a major leaguer. But the profiles for all of them all have a chance to be major leaguers. They are some of the best in the world. That's why they are drafted and now getting paid to play baseball. Um, so just a quick recap. The, the biggest thing, we kind of talked about it earlier, but it appears to be the plan is college bats, college bats, college bats. Last year was college arms and spinny college arms, like college arms that had really high spin rate stuff. That was last year. We filled our organization full of those. Now this year is the college bats turn, and I like it. Again, this organization desperately needs to add to their hitting depth across pretty much all levels of the minors, and they are certainly doing that. So I am a big fan of this draft. Uh, I, I like what it does for the organization. I love the optics of it. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of day two of the Tigers draft. Uh, a lot of these dudes, I think, are probably going to be in, in uh, Lakeland and or even West Michigan like pretty quickly. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to mess around. I think all these dudes are going to sign and, and probably immediately start hitting the pitchers. That's where it gets pitchers are a little different. You know, sometimes they they just pitched a, a full collegiate season, so they might rest their arms for the rest of the years, but for the rest of the year. Uh, but with hitters, man, hit, hitters, you, you can just send them right back out there after they get drafted. So uh, I, I would imagine that we will see these dudes uh, in the next several weeks, probably in in, uh, in August at the latest, uh, starting to play some baseball in, um, in, in Tigers-affiliated uniforms. So there you go. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you want more of a broader uh, outlook of the MLB draft, Lindsey Crosby has been doing a phenomenal job as well as the host of, uh, of Lockdown Guardians. They, they've been doing a, a great job covering the MLB draft. So be sure to check them out as well. Uh, keeping it within the network. Lockdown has done a really good job covering the draft. So 
definitely check them out if you're interested in, in you know other teams or like winners and losers of the draft and whatnot but detroit tigers there's your day two recap we will have a day three recap tomorrow we might talk a little bit about all-star festivities if miggy does something cool or, or anything like that um but same time same place tomorrow you know the drill thank you i already said that okay peace and love going to therapy's dope i'll catch you tomorrow baby go tigers <laughs>